Um, I just want to welcome you guys here once again. And my name is JP. And for those of you who are here for the first time and kind of kind of new to uh, Christianity, right? Um, I'm especially so happy that you're here, right? Because um, like our sister Gina shared, uh, she came to SNU uh, not believing in Jesus or anything like that, right? And she came because she she encountered God here. She encountered God here, right? And I don't know how you feel about your belief in God or whatnot, right? But I do want to say that um, you are here for a purpose, right? You are here for a reason, right? And uh, hello, hello, hello. Yeah. Okay. Um, hello again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so basically, I want to share my story with you guys tonight. Is that okay? I want to share my story with you guys, and um, you might be a little shocked um, by what you hear, right? Um, so, so get ready, right? But uh, I'm not ashamed to tell my story, right? I'm not ashamed to tell my story. You know why? Because it's actually not my story. I don't write. I don't write the story of my life. You know, God. God writes the story of my life, right? And I believe that even for you guys, each and every one of you here, I believe with all my heart that God is writing your story. Nothing is by chance. Nothing is by coincidence. I believe that with all my heart. And I believe that uh, for you, for the exchange students that have come here to Korea, I believe that that was written by God, actually. I think, I mean, I think, I know that you may have decided to come to Korea to study. But behind all that, I believe that it was God's hand upon you that brought you here. Even tonight, I really believe that God has brought you here. Right? And there's a reason why. And I'll just tell you straight up, I'll tell you straight up, we as a staff, we don't want you to come here just because of us, people, right? We're not just a social club. Even though we love you guys, we love you guys, right? We want you guys here, right? But our biggest desire is we want to give you guys something better than our, our friendship, you know? I mean, our friendship is awesome, but um, there is something better for you. And I know this sounds a little crazy right now for some of you guys, but let me just tell you something. What we were doing just now in worshiping God, singing, singing uh, songs to God and just, you know, there was a time in my life where I actually really, really uh, hated doing that, right? I really thought, I was, I was the guy, I would sit there, right? And I would look at the praise leader singing, right? And I would think, this is so weird. What is going on in here right now? Like, what is he doing? This singer is not even that good. Right? <laughs> I, would, I would think thoughts like that, right? And, and there was a time when I thought church was very, like, lame. I hated church, actually. You see, my story is this. Um, my mother and father, they're Christians, right? And I was born into a Christian family. How many of you were born into a Christian family? Raise your hand. Yeah. I was born into a Christian family, but just because I was born into a Christian family, that does not make me a Christian. Right? 
Like, if your parents are doctors, and and you're you're born into a family of doctors, does that make you a doctor? No, right? Right? But here's the thing. I feel like there's so many people. There, I feel like there's so many people. Please come. Like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's so many people that are born into the Christian family and they think they're Christian. You know what I'm saying? It's like, imagine, think about it. If someone was born into a doctor's family and they walked around saying, I'm a doctor, that's kind of crazy, right? Right? And I think that, I think that, listen, what's important is that your heart is your heart, right? Your parents, your parents, your mother and father, and also, guess what? Your culture, the country's culture you come from, and your parents, they don't determine the decisions of your heart. You determine your decisions, right? Right? But for me, I grew up in a Christian family, but guess what? Even though my mother and father were Christian, I can say I was not a Christian. I never made a I never made a decision to become a Christian and believe in Jesus, right? But I always went to church, right? I always went to church, and I thought church was so boring as a kid. Very boring. And reading the Bible, right, every day, I thought it was so boring. Why am I doing this? Why am I memorizing this? Why are they just trying to brainwash me, right? That's what I thought. And then as I got older, I started going to church do you know why I started going to church? Two reasons. One, I like playing basketball, right? And at church, they played basketball, right? So I went to church not for God, but for basketball. Do you know what the second reason is why I went to church? Girls. That's why, that's why I went to church. Because, you know, when you get, you know, when you turn like middle school age, you know, middle school age, you start you start feeling these things inside of you called, uh, you start liking girls, right? Right? So that started happening. So I started going to church not for God, but for girls. Right? And that's how I grew up going to church. And just because you go to church doesn't mean you're a Christian. Alright? Let me say that again. Just because you go to church every Sunday, that does not make you a Christian, right? Like, if my parents were doctors, I'll go to I'll, I could go to the hospital every day. That does not make me a doctor. You know what I mean? Right? Um but what happened? There's a big point in my life where one day I was living in California in the US, and in California, I loved my life so much because I had so many friends, right? We would play every day. Everything was good. You know, I like this girl. She liked me too. You know, like, you know, hallelujah, praise the Lord, right? It was all good. And then one day, guess what happened? My father came to me, right? My father came to me. He said, uh, hey, son, hey, John, uh, uh, we have, I'm sorry, but we have to move, move houses. I said, like, okay, okay, that's cool. Where are we going? He said, we're going to Virginia, which is all the way the other side of the U.S., Right, other side of the states, and and I said, you know, I told my dad, I said, you can go, you can go. I'm not gonna go, right? My everything is good here. You can go, right? That's what I told my dad. But the sad thing is, you know, 
my dad has, you know, a lot of power over me when you're in middle school. So we moved. We moved. At that time, I was 14 years old. So I finished middle school. You know, right before high school, I finished middle school. And when I went to Virginia, it was so hard. Really hard. You know why? Because usually in school, what happens is when you finish middle school, you go on to high school with your friends. Right? But for me, I had to start high school all over again from the beginning. So I had no friends anymore. No friends. And so I was so lonely. For a month, it's like everyone's fear, right? You go to eat lunch and then there's no one to sit with. Everybody's talking and I just sit by myself, right? (laughs) Who experienced that? All right. I feel you, brother. Right? That was me. And I had no friends at all, right? And... For me, luckily, I love playing basketball. So I just started playing basketball outside by myself. And when I was playing basketball outside by myself, I started making these friends. right? But I started getting really close to these friends. And you know what's awesome? You know what's awesome? These friends were like the very popular people in our school. right? They were very popular people in our school. Everyone liked them. And then we became friends because I was okay at basketball. right? (laughs) So we became friends. And then what happened was, the problem was these friends, uh, they didn't have a good influence in my life. These friends, they were not Christian. Right? They didn't believe in Jesus or anything like that. But these friends, they started, they were older than me. A lot of them were like, some of them were like 26, 27, 28 years old. When I was 15 years old. Right? So what happened is, I felt, I felt cared for. I felt like they are my youngs and my nunas. You know? I felt like they were like, yeah, I felt cool because I have older friends. Right? But these older friends, they started introducing me to a lot of alcohol, right? So I, at age 15, that's when I started drinking a lot of a lot of alcohol, right? Getting drunk like day in and day out, right? Remember, I'm 15 years old, right? And then they would introduce me to cigarettes, right? So I started smoking cigarettes at the age of 15, right? And, and another thing that you got to realize is these friends, they were actually gang members, Right, they were in a gang. And because I hung out with them, you know what gang members do, right? They fight a lot, and then what else do they do? They sell drugs. Drugs, right? So at the age of 15, guess what happened? I started doing drugs. I, just, I started smoking a lot of marijuana, doing all these other drugs. I will not say, because this is being recorded right now, right? <laughs> I started doing drugs. And then what happened? I started selling drugs. And at 15 years old, think about it. You're 15 years old and you're drinking alcohol all the time. You're smoking up. You're getting blazed and you're selling drugs. Right? And my parents are Christian, right? That was me, 15 years old. Right? But what ended up happening is, guess what? When I sold drugs, guess what was my biggest market? It was school and church. Yeah, I started selling drugs even at church, right? And then, and the, I need to tell you the backstory of this, though. The backstory of this is this. I was a very angry kid. I don't know if you guys have ever struggled with a lot of anger, but when I was young, I was so angry. I was angry at my mother and father because we had to move, right? So ever since we moved, at that, at that point, my heart, it cut off. My heart closed, 
And I started not caring about them, my mother and father. So what ended up happening is when I would drink and get drunk, and when I would smoke up and like my eyes are all red, some people, they try to hide it, right, from their mother and father. If you did drugs, don't do drugs, right? Would you hide it from your mother and father, right? But for me, I didn't care about my mother and father so much that I just came home like, hi, mom. I'm like drunk. I'm like, hi, mom. Hi, right? And every single day, I would see my mother cry. My mother would fall down to the floor and she would cry, 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 cry. Right? And I remember, I remember even seeing my father cry because of me. Right? You know, one day, one day, are you guys with me? Yeah. yeah. One day what happened was I got in a fight with my father. And one day what happened was I said, Dad, I'm not going to live with you anymore. I'm going to live with my hyungs and nunas. I'm going to go live with my friends. So I said, Peace out, like bye bye, right? So once we were, when we're, when I was leaving, I was leaving. I was like bye. When I was leaving, he like he grabbed my shirt, like real hard, like kung fu grip, like really hard, right? And then he said he looked at me, he said, "Don't go, don't go." I said, "I said don't touch me, right?" But he wouldn't let go of me. So you know what I did? I took off my shirt, right, and I just started running. I started running. And my house at that time, it was on top of a hill. So when I was running, I was running down the hill. And when I was running, I was running, and I looked behind me, and guess what? My dad was right behind me. My father, he was running after me, right? And then I'm like, oh, right? Beep, right? Oh, and then I just kept running. I kept running. He kept running after me, my father. But the thing is, at the bottom of this hill, there is this trail, this is stone trail, a rock, rock, many rocks. So all of a sudden, I was running, running. All of a sudden, I hear, ah, right? And I looked behind me, and my dad, he had fallen into the rocks. And then you know what I saw? I saw my father, my own father, laying there, and he was bleeding, right? Because he was chasing me. And what did I do? I said, good. And I kept running away, right? Talk about a wicked son, Right? How many of you guys would say that I'm a pretty wick- I was a pretty wicked son? Thanks, Albert. <laughs> right? Right? So one day, 15 years old, right? I'm in high school, selling drugs, doing all these things, sleeping with girls and all doing all this crazy stuff. One day, I went to a really big uh, gang fight. Right? It was like 30 people. So we showed up and everyone has weapons and we're like we're about to fight, right? And there were, it's, it's like crazy. It's like so many people were just like fighting. And then all of a sudden, I hear, bop, bop, bop. Right? Sorry. I'm scared. <laughs> I, heard, I heard gunshots. Right? I didn't know. I don't know. I, I, it was so crazy. I didn't know what was going on. And so what happened was people from my side started shooting guns. And I was like, oh, wow, this is serious. Right? And then when, what happened was all these police cars came. All these police cars came, and then all of us, what did we do? We all ran. We booked it. And you know what I did? I ran as hard as I can. I ran as hard as I can. And then at that time, even though I was pretty good at basketball, I could not run fast enough. (laughs) So the police, they just got me. They threw me into the police car, and they took me to the police station. Right? So what happened? You know what happened? Here's the thing. It wasn't my first time to the police station. 
Because I would, in the past, I would always like to steal things. But the problem is, I'm not good at it, so I always get caught. <laughs> so the police would take me to the uh, police station, and then they would call my mother and father, and they would come pick me up. That's what happened. So this time around, I went to the police station, and then I thought, okay, they're going to call my mother and father. They're just going to come get me. It's okay. No problem. Right? Wrong. Right? They threw me in jail. Right? They threw me in jail. At that time, it's called Juvenile Detention Center. It's jail for people under age 18. So when I was 15 years old, the police arrested me for fighting and drugs, and they threw me into jail. Right? And when I went to jail, I thought my parents were going to come the next day to get me, but they told me that I have to be in there for two months. Right? So I was in jail, two months, and I'm sitting there by myself in my cell. Well, what am I doing here? Right? Now check this out. In jail, how many of you guys have been to jail? Just kidding. <laughs> in jail, what ends up happening is that where I was, every Sunday is when people can visit. Right? So I, got, I went to jail on a Friday. Right? And Sunday is when visitors come. So I'm thinking, oh, I hope my mom and dad, they don't come. I don't want to see my mom and dad. So Sunday comes, I'm lying down on the mat, and I hear on the intercom, Mr. John Park, your mother and father is here. Please get ready to come out. You will have 30 minutes to talk with them. And I'm like, oh, I have to see my mother and father. But you know what I was thinking in my heart? I was thinking, okay, 30 minutes, only 30 minutes. Okay, let's just go out there. Let's just get this finished. It's just, I'm just going to sit there. Hurry up, let's finish this. Tell me, scold me, you know, tell me everything you have to say. So I, I sit there, and I'm sitting there like this. I'm, I'm sitting there, and I have my, I have my handcuffs. Right, right. I'm just like looking down. And then my mother and father are looking at me, right? And then my mother, what is she doing? She's crying like crazy. She's crying, crying, crying. She's saying, you're my son. What happened? Why are you doing life? Why are you living like this? I'm her son, right? And then what ended up happening is, it was quiet, and my mind is saying, okay, tell me what you have to say. Give me what I deserve. Give me what I deserve. And then my father, he talks first. And all my father does, he asks me all these questions. You know what he asks me? My father says this, John, are you okay? John, are you hurt anywhere? John, do you need anything? John, can we give you stuff in here? Can we give you blankets? And then finally they said, John, after two months you finish, when you come home, my father said, John, what do you want to eat first? What do you want to eat the most when you come home? And then he began to cry. My father began to cry. And you know what my father said? He said, John, I love you so much. You are my son. And even though you did all these things, you're still my son. And I love you. And I forgive you. So I, I'm just waiting for you to come home. Please come home. And then my mother and father, they left. I didn't even say I'm sorry. I didn't say one word. And I went back to my cell, to my room. You know how I was feeling? 
I was so angry. And I was so confused. You know why I was confused? Because I was telling myself, why? Why? Like, I don't understand why my mother and father are talking to me like that. Why are they showing me like this kind of love? Why? Like, I, I deserve to be yelled at, right? I deserve to be punished, right? But they, they decided to love me. They decided to care for me. And guess what happened? When I was in jail for two months, after one month passed, finally, finally, my heart began to move. My stone-cold heart began to melt. And then when I would sleep, when I would sleep, I would see these visions. I would have nightmares. You know what vision I would see? I would see my mother crying. And then I would see, do you remember when my father fell in the rocks? My bleeding father? I would see my bleeding father. I would see my mother crying. I would see my bleeding father. And you know what else I saw? For some reason, I started seeing Jesus Christ on the cross, bleeding on the cross. So I, 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 started, I could not sleep. I could not sleep. Because I started seeing my mother crying, my father bleeding, and Jesus Christ dying on the cross. I kept all these things, and the, for the first time in many, many years, what happened? I just started crying. I just started crying so much. And I kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry I hurt my mom so much. I'm sorry I hurt my father so much. At that time in jail, this is the most important part and the most important thing that has ever happened in my life. At that time, God spoke to me. At that time, I encountered God. And I felt like in my heart, in my heart, I felt like God was telling me this. I'm showing you my love through your mother and father. He said, I'm showing you my love through my mother and father. God was using my father to show me who God is. You remember I grew up in church? I listened to the Bible stories. I didn't believe any of it. I hated church. I hated worship. I hated singing about this, how he loves us, how he loves us, how he loves us. But for the first time in my life, in my heart, guess what happened? I knew. I knew 100% that God is real. I knew 100% that the love of God is real. Because if my parents, if my mother and father, if they did not believe in God, if they did not believe in Jesus Christ, they would not be able to show me that kind of love. My mother and father, they can only love me like that because they believe in the love of Jesus for them. And that transformed my life. That transformed my life. So I got out of prison. I got out of jail. You, guess what happened? I told all my friends, sorry, no more. I'm not going to sell drugs anymore. No more gang life. No more drinking. I'm done. Boom. I lost all my friends. They all hated me. And I went home. I had no friends again. No friends again. But you know what? At that time in my life, in my heart, guess what? I felt so much peace. I felt so much joy. Because even though I don't have friends, even though I don't, I'm not popular, you know what? I still had Jesus. I still believed in God, and I believed that God loved me. And you know what? 
Let me tell you today, that's all you need. That's all you need. You know, many of us, many of us here, let me tell you something real quick. When God made you, when God created you, He created a hole in your heart. And this hole in your heart, sometimes we try to fill it with other things. A high GPA, right? A nice job. All this money. Girls. Whatever it is. But you know, those things, they're so temporary. They're so small. But let me tell you right now, you are, that hole in your heart, only God can fill that heart. Only the love of Jesus can fill that heart. And the, the reason why I'm sharing, the, and I'm, I'm almost done, just five more minutes and I'm done. Let me share with you this last thing, okay? I encountered God in jail. Right? Through my parents. And the thing I want you to remember is this. You were created to be encountered by God. I believe that you're here at Emmaus. You came today. I believe that you're here at SNU and you're here at Korea. God is moving in your life because He wants to encounter you with His love. God wants to show you that He is real. This is amazing. You know why? Because guess what? God doesn't have to. Did you know that God is not obligated to prove Himself to you? Did you know that God is not obligated? Did you know that God does not have to, He doesn't have to choose to show Himself to you? You know, people who say, people who say, I don't believe in God, I hate God, God is nothing, like I don't believe in God. You know, God is not like, God is, you know what God is saying? He's like, okay, it's your choice. It's your choice. You know? But let me tell you right now, that this semester, as you move forward with school, as you go to classes, as you build new friendships and relationships, I want to tell you, I believe with all my heart that God wants to encounter you. That God wants to meet you. God wants to meet, God met Gina. God met, God wants to meet you like He met me in jail. You know, every single one of us, we have a story. God's written story. You know, Daniel Park, he has an amazing story. God encountered him. Ruth has an amazing story. God encountered him. You know, at the, you know, I'm her, her, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, there's a, I go to a church called New Philadelphia Church. You know, one of our pastors in Busan, guess what? He went to jail for four years for drugs. And guess what? He got kicked out of USA. He got kicked out of USA. So he can never go back to USA. Never go back. He went to jail for four years and he came here and he had no hope, no life. But guess what happened? God encountered him in his love. You know what he's doing now? He's one of the joyful pastors I've ever met in my life. Come on. Listen. Please, like God... He's writing a beautiful story in your life. And this semester, if you're not a believer, God wants to encounter you. If you are a believer, God wants to encounter you. He wants to take you deeper in this relationship with you. 
Because even though we're believers, guess what? We try to find other things to fill that hole still. And you try again and again and again. You walk away depressed. You walk away unsatisfied. But God, He still wants to encounter you. Whether you're a leader here, whether you're not, even for me, God's heart, He wants to encounter every single one of us. Amen? So right now, um, can we just can we just close our eyes real quick? Close our eyes real quick. And um, I want you to just <clears throat> I want you to just uh, don't think about the people around you right now. Okay, just think about your life right now. And and no one is looking right now. Okay, no one is looking right now. Uh, if everyone can just close their eyes, please, to respect privacy. And I want to pray for people here. And in your heart, if you feel something in your heart, if you feel like God was speaking to you today, and there's something in your heart that's saying, I want you to encounter me, God. I know stories about you. I know church things, but I'm tired of just boring church. I want to encounter the real living God. If that's you, no one's looking but God, okay? Can you raise your hand? If you want this semester, if you really want God to meet you, can you just raise your hand so I, I can just pray for you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, God sees you. God sees you. It doesn't matter if I see you or not. God sees you. God sees you. God sees you. Some of you guys, you're so tired of trying to become popular. You're so tired of chasing these things and you go home, you feel empty, you feel depressed. You don't know the purpose of your life. but I am confident that God wants to meet you. So let me pray for you right now. Um, if you can open your hands like you're receiving something, okay? Open your hands like you're receiving something. And I just want to pray for you, okay? Yes, God. God, I thank you for this moment right now. God, there are so many people in Korea right now that are walking and living their life with no purpose and no aim, God. God, there's so many people in this campus right now that are, that are just trying to just have fun and just get drunk and do all these things, oh God. But Lord, they need you, God. And God, I pray for every single person in here right now. God, you see them. You see them, God. You're the one who brought them here, God. You're the one who brought them here, God. Your hand is upon their life because like we sang earlier, you love them. You love them so much. You love them so much. So I pray, God, would you encounter them this semester? Would you meet them through, through your scriptures, through the time of worship, through the people here, God, in every way, in any way, God, would you encounter them in your love, I pray, God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Um, if everyone can uh, look at me real quick, I know that I went a little over time, but, you know, as I was praying for you,
as I was praying for you, I felt like uh, I felt like God wanted me to share one story with you, one last small story. And I want you to remember this story. Okay, it's going to take three minutes to share, right? In Korea, around 80 years ago, right? Around 80 years ago, there's a missionary that came, this man, he came to Korea. Okay? This is a true story. He came to Korea and he had two sons. He had two sons. What happened is one day, one day, this Japanese guy, he came and for no reason, he killed his two sons. He stabbed them over and over again and he murdered his two sons. Right? And this, this Japanese guy, he, he went to prison, he went to jail. Right? And then one month later, this man who just lost his two sons, he went to the court. He went to the court. And you know what this man said to the judge? He said, Judge, I am a Christian. Judge, Jesus Christ forgave all my sins. So me also, I will forgive this man. I will forgive this man. So he said to the judge, this man that killed my two sons, this man that killed my two sons, let him go free. No punishment. So he went free. No punishment. But here's a crazy part. Here's a crazy part. That man who lost his two sons, guess what happened? He found out that the Japanese guy who killed his two sons, he found out that that guy, he was an orphan. He had no mother and father. So the, the father who lost his two sons, you know what he did? He adopted that kid. He adopted the Japanese guy. He called him, he, let, let me be his father from now on. He has no mother and father. Let me be his father. The man that killed his two sons, he forgave and he brought home as his own son. Why am I sharing this story? It's a true story. Is That's how God feels about you. That's how God feels about you. No matter how much time you sinned, and the Bible says you and I, we all have sinned and fall short. God forgave you. If you just tell Him, if you just repent, if you just tell Him your sin, God, He will forgive you. But not only will He forgive you, guess what? He will bring you into His family and He will call you His son and daughter. That is the love of God. And that's what I'll close with today. So thank you so much. And um, I hope you, if you want to encounter God and hear more, and do life with us. Please continue to come out to Emmaus. And we're just going to get into the Bible together. Do life together. And um, yeah. Thank you so much.